welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Buboltz, owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's our reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're going to do something about it. So let's dig in. Let's talk about a tool that I have found useful in manufacturing for the last couple of years in a very data analytical sense that kind of helps us address why are things so hard? Why are certain people, certain situations challenging? Soft skills I have found in the HR world are difficult for technical minds and people who have tried something and failed multiple times to grasp onto. One of the reasons this is happening is we don't really know why our behaviors are happening. In other episodes, we've dug into some of those value-based behaviors that are coming out in our habits and why we do the things we do. Why are we busybodies? But this one tool I want to talk about during this episode really digs into yourself and others and what's happening in those interactions, in those certain situations in which people are challenging. They're not getting it. Do you sense the frustration? Have you ever been in a position or a task or a project that is just such a big mismatch that you stress from the beginning all the way through to the end, if you even finish? In the HR, I found this tool super useful for not only job matching, putting people on the right projects, the right teams, but also figuring out why is there poor performance happening when you might be doing everything in your power to support one another? You might be trying your hardest when you come into work and something's not working. This is the DISC tool. The DISC tool digs in about self, about others, and these situations and inter- interactions and behaviors that are happening. I've used this tool for many years, and now I have become a behavior analyst certified to not only coach, and train, but deliver the assessments to not just leaders, but people who are learning to adapt to different communication styles, different work styles, and really honing in to the motivators in which drive them. This is not a personality test. It shows how your personality responds to your environment, the situational factor. You can't change your personality, but you can change how you respond to situations. There's going to always be a favorable and unfavorable response in which you either hold the power or you don't. You have the control or you don't. And this is where that response mode comes in that we start stressing about. And as a leader, you're going to want to make sure your team members are in the right place within their right work styles and motivators. As just a worker in general, you should be lining yourself, your career, your lifestyle, your hobbies, these new habits we talk about, within that style that really energizes you. Don't create your own stress. And the five various ways your style is coming out is how you manage yourself and how you manage others. What motivates you? What demotivates you? What's your preferred environment? What do you avoid or dislike? What's your aversion? And what can you do to be more effective instead of making everything so hard? What truly motivates you and step into that? So I'm going to go through 
just a high overview of a few pieces of this 46-page report that digs into your work style, that digs into your internal motivators so you can really see the scope of personalities and different people that make up a great team, that make up a great work environment. If you just have one, certainly you're in your comfort zone, but it's not very effective. And you'll be able to see if you're placed in the wrong position, the wrong career path, the wrong lifestyle, based on social norms, other pressures people are putting on you, other pressures you're putting on yourself. You can see where these stressors are coming in just naturally that are 100% in your control. Let's go through them. D is dominance. And the fears of adapting that they have that's going to cause stress is loss of control. They're uncomfortable empowering others. They're uncomfortable giving up certain tasks and situations, especially when it's high stress or high deadlines. So giving them a little bit of wiggle room to own something or lead the process is going to help them adapt to that fear. I is influence. They're afraid of social rejection. Have you ever been in that situation where you're getting the vibe and body language that people are not on board and suddenly it makes you uncomfortable? You might be an I. There you might be even uncomfortable to confront others, avoiding conflict. That's their fear of adapting. That's their stress that naturally comes out. An S is supportive, afraid of sudden change and, and personal rejection. They're uncomfortable to create change because people might not like it. And interestingly enough, a lot of high S, these high supportive people, are change makers, but they need time. They need time to reflect. They need time to think and really get around the moves that they want to make. And C, C is compliance. These are like your data analytical people. Fear of criticism. They have a fear of adapting because of fear of criticism. They're uncomfortable taking the risk because they might be wrong. So between the four styles, D, I, S, and C, do you see the conflict that naturally arises? The stressors when in the wrong situation in the wrong job, in the wrong career path, in the wrong project, then your work style, the stress that can come out. So that's one part of the report is fears of adapting. I love to see that because when chaos, when firefighting begins, either at home or at work, when it's go time to fight, flight, or freeze, and that cortisol pattern, that, that stress hormone begins, knowing your work style, knowing how you need to adapt, will calm your nervous system down because you have an understanding of what your body needs, what your brain needs. Another portion of this report that I really enjoyed was the energizers and stressors. That's basically what we've been talking about in all these episodes. I want to read some energy and stressors off of my report. So everyone's going to get a customized report off of the answers that they have to all these questions. But as a high I, which means I'm a people person... A low C, which means data is not my favorite thing. Certainly, I love to use it, just like this report. But it's not my favorite thing. Don't put me in accounting. Don't put me in finance. I don't like that repetitive work. This came out directly my energizers and stressors. This is the things I should step into. And then also the things I should be aware of to step away from or make sure I moderate. Here's my energizers based off this report. 
Kelly's energized by thinking out of the box. Absolutely. No repetitive nature. Let's recreate. If the wheel seems broken, let's rebuild. Don't create the same design. Kelly is energized by creating new systems. She enjoys gathering new ideas. She's energized when able to express imagination. Kelly seeks balance in life. Kelly will learn continuously. She wants to feel included. These are all things in which you might have a feeling after you read it that matches you. But certainly, when it lays out like that in bullet points, it pretty much makes your action plan. It makes your action plan on how to sustain habits. It makes an action plan to enjoy your workday and get re-energized. It makes a plan on throughout the week when you start to drain how to recreate that life back into your days. Now let's talk about potential stressors that are in my report. My report says Kelly is frustrated in repetitive tasks. Absolutely. Every one of my workshops, the main content material, the foundation is the same, but activities will be different. How I present the material is different. If I have to repeat the exact same speech over and over again, I will slowly become a zombie. Not my style. Certainly that is someone else's, like a high C, a high S. They want to see that repetition. Another potential stressor that came out in my report was Kelly does not like to follow outdated processes. She gets frustrated when she hears this is the way we've always been done it type of attitudes. Kelly is stressed when knowledge is restricted. She gets stressed when individual achievements are recognized. Again, I'm a team-oriented player. I enjoy learning. I enjoy sharing this type of knowledge. Hence why this podcast is here. I would go to workshops and have to leave and I have so much knowledge to give. So that's just another page out of this disc report. My potential energizers and stressors. I usually use this report with leaders and other workforce members and teams because they literally take their reports and make a plan. How are we going to communicate? How are we going to make sure the right people are on the right projects? Creating awareness between each other and, hey, this stresses me out. How can you help me? The second half of this DISC report, the first half we were just talking about was work styles. How do you work? What's your style? How can you feed it? How can you re-energize it within that style? And the second half of this report is driving forces. What internally motivates you? And I love this because people focus on pay and benefits in the workforce to keep their employees happy. Both of those factors are temporary solutions. If you pay someone more, they will be happy for a small time. And because their internal motivators aren't satisfied, they will go back to dissatisfaction. It is a temporary motivator. These internal motivators are continuous. They will really drive people to not only give 100%, but give that loyalty and commitment to the team. Because they're thriving, they're being re-energized every day. And these factors really help someone place into a career path or position in which they will thrive. My top three motivators are receptive, which means instead of structure, I actually thrive in more of an adaptive type of environment. My second one is harmonious, which means in my surroundings, I am looking for team collaboration. I am looking for 
everyone having a voice. I'm watching for body language. I thrive in those type of environments, so I did not do well in the stay-at-home virtual nature because I can't see body language. I don't know if anyone is understanding what I'm saying when I'm training. That's a harmonious motivator. I thrive in in in-person workshops, and I do okay on virtual because I need that motivation. That internal motivator comes out of my energy. My third internal motivator is intellectual. That means I love to learn. I continually learn new knowledge and create off of that new knowledge to pass to others. Now, there's 12 internal motivators on these six spectrums, two sides. That's 12 internal motivators. When you truly understand this about yourself, when you truly understand this about others and your teammates, or maybe your team members if you're a leader, You can put them in a position, put them on a project in which their internal motivator can thrive and watch them come back to life, watch them step out of that zombie mode. And again, what I love about this report is that it's not someone just looking at you, making it up. It's based off of science and data telling you, based on how you answer these questions, this is where you thrive. And this is where you might struggle. You might have some challenges. So if you've been spinning your wheels for a while, if you don't know what's up with why you're in the zombie mode, it's a great report tool. If you're trying to get your team to get more collaborative on communication, why is there such a mismatch? Again, this is a great tool in which people can gather around and say, this is me. How can you meet me halfway? And it's not used as a weapon. It's used as a tool. A tool to say, hey, you know I'm a high eye. Can we turn our cameras on? Because I need to see people. Hey, you know I'm a high D. I would like a little bit more control on this project. What can I lead? And it's more of a tool to support one another where they thrive. If you're interested in a report, head to my website in the show notes to grab up your report. If you're looking to do this with your team, contact me directly for not only bulk reports, but team building wheels and training to create enhanced collaboration and engagement. I know you're not lazy. Most people in burnout are high performers, those serving others before themselves. Don't discount the step today, the step in which you focus on your self-growth. Piecing together the puzzle is half the journey. Rediscovering energy through new actions and habits is the other. Do not underestimate the strength in your actions and the beast to do hard things that lies within you. Check out more burnout resources on my website to move from zombie mode back to liveliness. See you soon.